Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you are here. Every week, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. If this is your 120th show, welcome back. I love talking with you every Wednesday. Hey guys, before we get to my conversation with Kanisha, I want to thank one of our partners for today's show, and that is the book, Out of the Spin Cycle, Devotions to Lighten Your Mother Load by Jen Hatmaker. Jen helps moms step out of the spin cycle of everyday life to sit down with Jesus every day. I read this book when it first came out several years ago and loved it. Ravel has reissued this book this fall with a brand new cover. It is a perfect gift to give a friend, to encourage them. It's a perfect gift for you to put on your nightstand to take a few minutes every day to read before bed. The stories are short, but they are full of Jen's humor that we all love, as well as great encouragement and challenges for mom based on scripture. Guys, following Jesus shouldn't be just one more thing on our to-do list. Jen helps us understand through 40 devotions that creating space and time for focusing on our relationship with God is as important as making sure our kids eat breakfast and we get them to school on time. You can find this book online at amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 120, and my guest is Kenesha Bikes. We have been trying to get together and have this conversation for at least a year, and I am so excited that we finally got to chat, and I am so thrilled that you get to listen on it. Kenesha is a wife and a mom to four beautiful kids, a designer, a blogger, a person who loves an adventure. Today on the show, we chat about our 20-year high school reunion and all of the feelings that we had before that big event. We talk about walking that line between what we do being a ministry and a business. Kanisha also very candidly opened up about her fear of not being a good enough mom. This episode has something for everyone, so I hope that you enjoy it as much as I love chatting with Kanisha. Hopefully, Kanisha and I are going to meet in real life next time she's in Austin, and I'll take her to my favorite restaurant that I'm loving these days. Guys, if you want to send us a message about anything from the show, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Twitter. I am at Jamie underscore Ivy, and Kanisha is at Restoration H. I am loving seeing all your pictures on Instagram about sharing the happy hour. I've chosen a few winners and I keep picking them throughout December. So continue to take a picture of yourself sharing the show and use the hashtag sharing the happy hour and I will pick winners to send goodies to you. Guys, here is my conversation with Kanisha and stick around until the end so that I can share with you a podcast that I was recently on that I think you're going to enjoy and some thoughts on the next happy hour live. Yes, the next happy hour live. Here is my conversation with Kanisha. Hey, Kanisha, welcome to the happy hour. Hey. I am so happy to be finally talking to you. Do you know when we first originally tried to have you on the show? How long has it been? Oh, man. Has it been over a year? I don't think it's been over a year, but we could be just at that mark. Yes. Um, we have, we have tried, I've had to cancel probably all the time. I had, well, no, I think it was probably, we or were sick we, kids, we share that. Yeah. Something, you know, um, but I just always know, I told you this earlier that whenever I have to cancel with people, whenever I finally get to chat with them, it's like, God just knew it needed to happen then. So I love that. Maybe he knew that you always needed to be on the show in December of 2016 for whatever reason. And so I'm yes. so glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. Can you believe it's December of 2016? No, I literally, we have had so many conversations with friends just saying, I can't believe how quickly the year has gone. Do you feel like that is something that everybody, when they hit our age, starts to say, or do you, like, do you think our parents 
when I don't know how old you are, but like I'm 38. You think my mom, yeah. when she was 38, was going, wow, man, 19, you know, 91 sure flew by. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Or I don't know. I, think, I, I don't know if it's just our generation or if something is deep, deeper is happening. I don't know. I'm such a deep, like I'm such a critical thinker and like deep processor. So I'm like, is it that like, Time is actually moving by more quickly than mm-hmm, it was 60 mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. 30 years ago. I don't know. Is it life uh, yeah. stage? Like I have middle school kid. You have middle school kid. Like, is it the yeah. stage of life? It's just, I just would love to know. So if you're listening to the show and you have kids that have already left the nest, you need to let Kanisha and I know, like, <laughs> does it What's slow happening? down? Did you always feel like this? Is it just <laughs> us or is it 2016? Something happens, but whatever's happening, 2017 is right around the corner. Which is crazy. Yes, it's crazy. And I'll be 38 um, in a month and a half. Okay, so we're the same age. We're, we're right around yeah. the same age, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did you graduate high school in 97? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I was 96. Yeah. That's, yes, ma'am. May Which 97. that means that your 20-year reunion is next year. Yes, ma'am. Do <laughs> That's I need, really weird. How does that feel for you? Because after it's, you tell me, I'll tell you how I felt. It's really weird. I, Cause I, I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like I'm still in high school. Is that weird? I have four kids and I'm 38 almost, well, good but I for still you. feel like, I feel like I, I'm a completely different person than I was in high school. Well, here's the deal. Here's what I mean by that. Let me qualify. Okay. That. So, so I don't, I feel very mature. I am not who I was in high school, but thank God. Praise Jesus. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I think like mentally and psychologically, I still feel very young. Does good that for make you. Sense? That, yeah, that's good. I get it now. I'm so 38. I'm so 38. And I'm <laughs> glad I'm 38. I don't ever want to go back to high school. Ever, oh, you could ever, not ever. pay me enough money to go back to high school. Yeah, no, no. So how does that make you feel? You were saying. So my high school, my 20th reunion was this summer. Did you go to your 10 year reunion? Nope. Okay. I didn't either. I haven't been to any. Um, I chose I, not to. Yeah. I, I think I was actually in town. We lived in Tennessee at the time, but I think I was actually back in Houston and Aaron couldn't go with me. My husband, Aaron, couldn't go with me. And I was just nervous because I, so for me, when I was in high school, like I would have said I was a Christian. I yeah. was um, on in leadership at FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian yep. Athletes. So I tried to like check all the boxes and do the right things, but I was also like, drinking a lot of alcohol. I was sexually active. Like I was doing all the things you shouldn't be doing, but I was thinking I was a Christian. I I don't, I know I was not following Jesus. So all that to say, I feel so different Mm -hmm. that I was so nervous to go back to see some of these people. And then a girlfriend reminded me afterwards, because I was telling her how nervous I was. She was like, Jamie, everybody's different. If anyone's the same, that's bad. Like we've Mm -hmm. all changed, whether that's we've changed for the better or for the worse, whatever everybody's different. And so that made me feel better. But my 20th was this summer and I was, I bought a ticket. I was going, my girlfriend, Amy was going with me, like my best friend. We've been friends since ninth grade. We're still best friends. We were going to go together and one of her, her babysitter fell through or something and we didn't get to go. And so I didn't go. So I know, but I was, I was going, like I was going and I was like holding my head up high and proud. And it was just, but I didn't That's go. Such a bummer. Like you bought tickets. Yeah, I bought you had tickets. tickets and you were ready and you didn't go. I know, but I didn't feel bad either. Like I think it was okay. like a, a big step for me to I'm buying tickets. I'm going. Okay. I am who I am. And I kinda 
in a little bit more in the public in the certain Christian world kind of thing now. And so I was like, I'm just going to go hold my head up high. I love Jesus. And I know I, act, I I told them I love Jesus then, but I didn't. But now I really do. And oh, <laughs> you see my brain. It's a mess, Kanisha. All, long story short, I didn't even go. So <laughs> well, anyone I, from I think we have a lot in common. I didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a lot in common just when you talk about, um, just what your life was like in high school. Like I grew up in the South, I'm from Alabama. And, um, we, I mean, growing up like church was life. Right. So we, I was Christian, but from the moment I was conceived technically. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And then again, growing up in the South, like who's not, you know, everybody at least doesn't act it out. Right. So in high school, I was the same. Like I, alcohol was my numb, numbing, Mm -hmm. you know, it was what I used to kind of numb the pain and through college. And, um, yeah, I, I was definitely a partier in high school unbeknownst to my family. Right. Um, that, that happened. That's a secret part of my life that my family and I don't talk about. Not not my immediate family, but like the family I grew up with, like my grandmother, my mom. Do they know now? They do now. Okay. No. I was like, well, they are <laughs> <Just> now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I've had um, a few conversations with some, like some of my closer relatives who could actually understand what that was about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's not, it's not a secret. I'm just kind of being silly, but so, it's not a secret. It's just something that I don't really talk about a lot um, with some people in my family because it's still kind of taboo to be honest. I don't know. I mean, which part's taboo? the whole alcohol and yeah. getting drunk and uh-huh. partying and, and it's not, honestly, it's not even a conversation that I'm not willing to have. I just think it's a conversation that some people just won't be able to have and understand and have grace or yeah. even understanding if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. man. So when did you start like following Jesus? Um, truly yeah. not until my junior year of college. Yeah. Where'd you go to college? Alabama state university. Okay. Yeah, that's where I met my husband, Larry. Awesome. And, and so what what was the switch for you? What was the switch from, you know, knowing all the rules? It's kind of like I grew up. I knew everything. I've been to church yeah. my whole life. I practically grew up in the church. Um, but there was a disconnect for me. I, you know, it wasn't it wasn't real for me and it, it changed when I was 21. What what happened for you? You know, honestly, I I felt like and I don't know if this was the way you felt as well, but I felt like I was running for eight years Mm. of my life. Like I literally physically felt a pull on my life to do something different and to live a different way. Then, then your family, then you were brought up. No, then the way that I know, I knew that I was supposed to be living and what I was called to do. Okay. And, um, like literally hearing the voice of the Holy spirit in moments when I was, you know, doing things that I shouldn't be doing or when I should be studying Mm -hmm. and I'm out all night, you know, all those things. Um, I was just sick of it. You Mm -hmm. know, like you just get to the point where you're just, you're just sick of it. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I think that that's what pulled me to say, okay, like I'm tired of running. Like I'm ready to live the way I know I'm called to live. Mm. Um, and I remember I sat down with my, um, husband, boyfriend at the time and said, Hey, like, I don't know about you and I don't know how you're feeling about your walk with God, but I I'm 
I'm going to do this for real. And if you're not going to do this for real, then I think that we're going to be done. Um, that's a bold statement to make. It was, he's, we still have that conversation and talk about that 20 or 16 years now and down the road. And, um, yeah, it was definitely a defining moment in my life. I mean, I remember that night we sat on a bench in, on our college campus and I said that to him and yeah, it was just from that night forward. I just knew that it was time for me to turn my life around. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't, aren't we like thankful you and I, like I hear your stories a lot like mine. It sounds like, and man, when I, I'm, I'm so far removed from it, you know, I've been following mm-hmm. Jesus for, for years now, yeah. but when I look back and I really am, um, see how he like continued to pursue me, even though I was yes. kind of like blatantly going against him, you know, Absolutely. I mean, just like, I, I, I wasn't willing to give up any of the control over my life. And I look back and I'm just like, man, I am so thankful that we have a God that continues to pursue us. Oh my uh, gosh. Even in the midst of our mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is, he is relentless. I mean, that's what we know him to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he's so chases after us, but so graciously, I always say like, he's the perfect gentleman. He'll never push. He'll never, um, force, you know, himself on us, but he's always there patiently waiting and ready when we're ready. And Mm. That was my, my ready moment. Yeah. What did your husband say? I mean, I'm assuming he said you're 16 years later. (laughs) He was actually, you know, if I remember, like he was kind of stunned and taken aback because I think that was really honestly the first time that I actually took control of our relationship. And, Mm -hmm. um, and which is surprising because I have such a strong personality and I feel like it's something that how in the world are we still married? Because I have such a strong, such a strong um but yeah he kind of just said okay and I think he was kind of stunned and confused by it but I think I think honestly that was a moment where God was prompting me and leading the both of us and I I don't think and I maybe I should have a conversation with him about this because mm-hmm. I don't think that what, he, what I said to him was a surprise in that moment I believe that God had already spoken that to him Mm. And he wasn't listening. And that was confirmation for him of what God had already told him. I see. So, yeah, I really believe that. So it's like God used you to kind of poke, poke something in his heart that he'd already been hearing. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I'm glad that you didn't say like, we broke up for four years and then he came back around. (laughs) I mean, you knew going in, that was an option. Yes. And it did get crazy from there. Like it, like, and here's the the crazy thing about us is we didn't really date. Like there wasn't this, will you go steady? Like, will you go out with me? There was never any of that. It was just kind of this understood, like fluid. We were friends for years. I hated him when I first met him. I had two boyfriends before I actually quote unquote dated him. We technically dated for three months and got engaged. And then we were married six months later. So, wow. Um, and we got married like we were military for 10 years. So we, he was in air force ROTC. So we were, we did commissioning on a Friday. We graduated from college on a Saturday and got married on a Sunday. Oh my gosh. Um, all in one weekend. It was the best weekend of my life to this day. Oh um, my gosh. Straight partying all, all weekend. weekend. Yes. Yes. It was great. <sighs> so yeah, it was, it was, a uh, it was a good time. We had a good time. That's good. You're my third military person. Like, really? Yeah, just last week, the week before your show. Um, great show. I hope that you get to listen to it uh, as a military wife. And then, you know, back in the 80s, we had Molly, a military 
she was in the military and so was her husband so lots did of you say back in the 80s i meant episode number 86 <laughs> what wait i'm sorry how long have you she's been like, doing this? did you do this when you were eight <laughs> i meant back in the 80s episodes 80 number 86 i'm such a dork now i'm calling things the 70s and the 80s hey but that's something that you know like that's something to be pretty proud of that's we're right you're number 120 come on i know hello that's a big deal. Who would have ever thought? It's crazy. Um, but anyhow, if you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, so military life, you're moving everywhere, you're married. Um, and then, you know, we just jumped in and I didn't even tell everybody, I mean, I want you, I like for my guests to say it in their own words. Uh, what do you do these days with your life? Oh, that's a, that is a very heavy question. Uh Oh, <laughs> um, 
gosh, I wish we had like two hours, but we don't. I know. Um, so I'm, and I'm, it's like really hard for me, partly because I'm Southern mm-hmm. to, um, speak with brevity about what you're doing. <laughs> well, just in general. Okay. <laughs> so help me. Okay. Help me out. Um, so what am I doing right now with my life? I, that, that's a loaded question. Okay, what's your I, can job? I say I don't know? Like, is that like, is that okay to say that I don't really know? For and sure. I feel like I'm in a season right now that's really new and interesting for me. And it's, it's like uncharted territory, if you will, because I mean, here's the deal. So we're in the military for 10 years and, and for 10 years, people tell us what we're doing with our lives. Literally. Mm-hmm. Like they tell you every three years, you're going to live here for three years and then you're going to move. And this is where you're going to go. Okay. I can do that. Right. So then we're out of the military. We've now been out of the military for five years. We moved from Hawaii to Seattle, which is where we are now. And my husband was working for Microsoft for four years. And then now he's moved to another technology company, kind of a startup here locally. And, um, and then this year our church asked my husband to come on staff part time as a pastor. Mm -hmm. So we're doing technology, we're doing Jesus. And (laughs) I am kind of floating in the middle right now because, you know, with the business and slash ministry, if you will, with Restoration House, I started out seven years ago restoring furniture, which is where Restoration House came from. And and then it evolved from doing furniture and kind of interior styling and DIY to small gatherings and styling, you know, tablescapes. And I still love that. Um, but I have such a passion for women and mm-hmm. for people and for community and creating community, which is ironically what we're being charged to do at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just feel a little pulled in different directions. And so when you say, what are you doing right now? I'm like, I'm doing whatever God asked me to do. Mm. That's the simple answer. But you feel like you're at this point in your life where things are kind of like up in the air, whereas other times it's been kind of solid. What's going on? Absolutely. Yeah. So Restoration 100%. House, is this this is a business for you? So it started as a business and um, it technically is still a business because I'm paying taxes whenever mm-hmm. I, yeah. So, um, but it's also always been a ministry, even though some people don't know that. Um, it was always such a hard conversation for me to have with myself as far as, is this a business or is this a ministry? Am I making money? And if I make money, how do I deal with that money? And if it's a ministry, then that makes it different. And, um, yeah, it just, it's always, here's the deal. It's always been a ministry to me, if that makes sense. Okay. So I'll qualify that. Um, when I started Restoration House, I started, like I said, seven years ago, we lived in Hawaii five years ago and I started, that's when I really started like turning it into a business. I started restoring furniture for people on the Island and selling it, flipping furniture, if you will. And then that was a really, 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 really hard season for me and in my marriage and with my children. And my, the furniture was kind of a way for me to like have, it was the outlet. way that I had, Yes. Mm-hmm. It was an outlet. It was therapeutic. It was my quiet time with God. I would go in the garage, turn my music on, worship, stop crying as I'm painting mm. furniture. Like easy as it sounds and cliche, like that's exactly what happened. And actually the name at that time was, I think me and my house. 
And I ended up changing the name to Restoration House because I literally felt like the furniture, God restored me through my restoring of the furniture. So mm. um, so then it evolved from furniture about three years ago into, like I said, like more intimate gatherings and um, just styling. I, I'm, I've always been creative. I was the only child, so I feel like I grew up kind of making things and mm-hmm. making art and doing all of those things. And um so, yeah, it just kind of seemed natural to continue being creative, but I, I just lost my passion for restoring furniture. And to be honest, I felt like who's not restoring furniture these days? Yeah. So I'll do something different. Um, yeah. So it just kind of evolved. And I'll tell you who's not restoring furniture these days. You're not. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. So there's that. Um, well, so I have a question for you because you, I, yeah. I, I noticed the tension in your voice when you're talking out ministry versus business yeah. could you did you ever find a way that you felt you could merge those together or did you live in that tension a lot because i think that is a tension that a lot of people have they'll start out they'll start a nonprofit that's a ministry yeah. and then they start to get into it and they're like i think this should be for profit but can i have profit plus ministry and i think yeah. that scares people um you know like i look at the happy hour and it's my job it's a yeah. it's, it's a business yeah. um but I always, I also feel like it's a ministry to people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how did that, how, where, how, where'd you sit in that tension? Well, it definitely is something that I teeter in. Um, but I think ultimately the overarching thought is that God reminded me that it's all his anyway, whether it's a business or a ministry. Right. And um, it doesn't really, I don't have to, I don't have, like, I think as like just, as humans, we want to compartmentalize, right? Like we want to put things in boxes and label things. Uh-huh. And um, this, that's, I didn't necessarily need to do that or I don't need to do that or none of us need to do that with um, with our businesses and with our ministry if, if that's, you know, what our tension is. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think, I, I think that that's where I settle and that's where I have peace is when I when I remind myself that I don't have to, I don't have to be one or the other. No, because isn't everything we do with our life ministry? Absolutely. Right. So, yeah, that's where you're sitting. Yeah. Yeah. It's attention. People, they have a hard time with it. Um, Okay. So I um, notice on your Instagram that you make the most beautiful table settings in the entire world. Oh, you're so sweet. And I don't know where the fork goes on a table. Like (laughs) I am the exact opposite of you. So I want to know. Mm-hmm. As um, Kanisha, amazing table decorator, creator of beautiful things, what is your advice to people like me who we have people come over for dinner and yeah. like, holy crap, my table looks just like a table, but can I make it look anything better? Yeah. Um, I think my advice to people is always to do what you love and make things look the way you want them to look. I think here's the deal with me, even as far as design is concerned, I don't, I don't follow the rules. So as Mm. far as even like, okay, fork on the right, knife on the left or vice versa. I mean, if you're, if you're setting a table formally, yes, you want to know that. So there's Pinterest and Google for that. But honestly, I think most of the time people are in the same boat as you and they don't know either. Uh So it doesn't really matter. That's true. And And I think, you know, when it comes to having people over at your house or hosting a dinner or whatever it is you're hosting, the whole, like if you're uptight and you're stressed out because you don't think your house looks the way it should look, then 
when people come into your home and you, you know, this just as much as I do, people are going to sense that they're going to feel that. Um, so I think the most important thing, like pushing all the little small details aside, like place settings and how they should be set up and everything. It's really about creating an atmosphere where people feel comfortable mm, Yeah, and, you know, able to have conversation and talk and connect. Because Aaron and I have found that there's something that happens when you put people around a table with food. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just like walls come down. It's true. People feel comfortable. They talk, they share. It's just something happens. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. There's something about um, something about gathering at the table and something about having food there. And, and it should be good food, but if mm-hmm. it's not good food <laughs> and you can't cook, then there are lots of great restaurants that will cater. And yes, you there can pick are. Up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so it should be good food. Just remember that. Um, yeah, but there is, there's something about being around a table and, and what that represents. And I don't, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not a small talker, so I go pretty deep. And, mm-hmm. um, so I will say this, um, you know, just in even thinking about gathering, cause it's been such a, some, such, such a theme that's been on my heart for the past year. And so I've kind of been reading about it and just kind of studying it just even in the Bible and what happens when people gather and what happened when, um, people gathered when Jesus walked the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about that and you think about what happened, like when Jesus, you know, performed his first miracle or, um, you know, when he walked around with disciples and was healing people left and right, like things happened, things changed when people gathered, when he brought people together. And I think that because we have him, right, we mm-hmm. have his Holy Spirit, we carry that that when we open our houses up and when we gather people at our own tables, like things change, Mm -hmm. we can expect that things are going to change when we gather people, when we have people, you know, come into our spaces, if you will. So there's power in that. There really is. I I know it's kind of cliche these days to say there's power in gathering, but there really is like literal and spiritual, like power in gathering people around because it gives people a sense of ease. It, it gives people a sense of belonging. I mean, if I invite you to my house to come and sit down at my table and have food with me, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I love what that does. And I think that we focus on creating an atmosphere where people want to do that and less on, even though I, I again, I'm creative and I'm so visual and mm-hmm. I love making things pretty at the end of the day. That's not what it's about. That's so true. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, my husband, Aaron, is also creative, which we're all creative. I I, I, yeah. I get into my old habit of saying that I'm not a creative and that Aaron is, but we're all creative in different ways. But one of the ways yes. that Aaron's creative um, is kind of like you. He has a real artistic brain. And I always say anything beautiful in our home, uh, most of it has been because he's picked it out or created it or done it. You know, there's just, I have my handprint on very few things in our house because he just, (laughs) he thinks that way, you know, and he Uh sees things and I'm a little bit different, but he, it's a very big value for him, um, for the table to look nice. And so I've kind of have to learn and I'm not, I'm I'm not like, it's not amazing. The table never looks amazing. Like it's not, you're not going to (laughs) walk into my house and feel like you stepped into like a pottery barn ad or something. But I think I've grown so much in the past couple of years 
of actually just trying to make the table look nice, if that makes yeah. sense. So like it's even never... having a desire to do yes, that. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. Like even just putting, you know, a thing of flowers out or I don't know, like one time we had people over and I cut out, um, like I found this old hymnal. Yeah. And I cut out the pages and somehow made them into placemats. So it was Jamie. like music. See, that's cool. That's cute, huh? Come on, Jamie. You're not creative. <laughs> what do you mean? That's extremely creative. Okay, so then I'll do this is the last thing I'm gonna tell you because I feel like I need to let you know <laughs> that I can actually do something. So for Thanksgiving, are you familiar with Amen Paper Company? Yeah. Okay, Jess so, Connolly. Hello. Yes, I know, love Jess. And so <laughs> the advent stuff that they sell, which is everything they do is just beautiful. Well, they send you these advent cards. Yes. Which they're just, they're gorgeous. Like you would want to frame some of them. Well, yes. I took them and just, I don't know why I put clothespins on them. It's so weird. But, and then I just laid them on each of the table, on each of the plates. See, yeah. that was like my own, that was like my thing that I was so proud of. A and you did that. on a plate and I did it. You, you did that. You did that really well. Yes. I, I that was stinking creative. Yeah. Like so amazing. Aaron cooked all the food. And I put some note cards on the table and called it a day. <laughs> so but, here's the deal. Can I ask you something? Uh -huh. I mean, even though I'm not the interviewer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Except I get nervous. <laughs> I start sweating. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you're, I'm, I'm like, I watch your stories uh -huh. on Instagram. Yeah. And I love your kitchen, number one. Uh -huh. Can I have it? Yeah. It's just like the cooking kitchen. Yes. I love it. Yes. And entertaining. Um, But your husband cooks and he cooks well. Uh-huh. Like, I I love that. Yes. That is amazing. And does that happen all the time? Is that your question to me? Yes. Yes. He cooks all the time. That is amazing. If he, he here's the reason why there are a couple of reasons. Number one, he does love to cook. And so mm -hmm. it does come out of an overflow of, I really like to do this. Um, but there is a second kind of selfish reason that he does it is because he doesn't <laughs> like to eat what I cook. Oh, <laughs> and I'm a girl. I I don't care because hey, who's you can getting have the benefit that. here? Me, you know. <laughs> um. So this the, he started figuring out that he liked to cook. It's like an art for him. You know, he's creative, oh, yes. and so he doesn't. Yep. He never follows a recipe. He creates meals out of his head. Um. And then me and the kids benefit. You know, and I I'll I will in busy seasons for him. Um. I will jump in every once in a while and like do something crock pot or make something. Yeah, I have like three things I can make, you know? And so, but most of the time he does cook and he loves it and we love it. I love that. I know. That's so awesome. I was just curious. I saw that a few times and I was like, that is really awesome. And so is that kitchen. Oh, I have to ask her about that. That's Aaron's like that kitchen, the stove and the ovens. I mean, that was, he, he wanted that and desired it. And that was a big thing for us. It's beautiful. Yeah. When, in fact, when we were looking at houses out here, if they had, so we have a gas stove. But yeah. If they didn't have a gas stove, we almost didn't even want to look at it. I agree. I would. I would absolutely, one hundred percent, be the exact same way. Yeah, because once you've cooked on a gas stove, you can't hardly go back. You're not going to go back. You're you not going to go back. It's like if once You're you not. get a king size bed. Oh, which we don't have. Oh. By the way. We do not have a king size bed. Why? Because our room is the size of a shoebox. Okay, well that's so, that's a good valid reason. But if your room was not the size of the shoebox, I would recommend it because it's like once you get it, you you can't even imagine that you ever slept in anything else. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big advocate for a king size bed. Because then you can snuggle and then you each have your own space. And no one that touches. is awesome. <laughs> yes. 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 And that's on my list for when we move. It's on my list. Oh, are y'all moving? We are hoping to very soon. To a new house or a new city? Um, to a new house. Okay, are We're, you settled where you're going to be? 
We are so settled until God says it's time to go again, but I hope it's not anytime soon because we love it here. I love that. I love that. Hey guys, before we get back to my conversation with Kenesha, I want to thank one of our partners for today's show, and that is Africa New Life Ministries. Africa New Life exists to help children escape the cycle of poverty in Rwanda. One of the key points to this intervention is making sure that children receive food that they need to succeed. Did you know that 38% of Rwandan children suffer from malnutrition? You guys, that is a big deal. Food gives you energy to learn and pray in school. You can climb trees and play soccer. You can fetch water. But without food, none of this is possible. Consistent, nutritious food is vital for children to not only have healthy bodies, but also to learn and grow and thrive. And food is the first essential in establishing stability. Guys, you can help. You can do something about this. For 83 cents a meal, you can provide the gift of food this Christmas. So help release a child from poverty today. Go to foodisrwanda.org. Again, that is foodisrwanda.org. And for $25, it provides a month's worth of meals for kids. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Kenesha. Okay, so you're, um, not only are you extremely creative and um, wife, but you mother four children. Yes. How old are your kids? They are 12, 11, 8, and 4. Okay. Well, we're a lot except for that four-year-old. I, I'm, I'm done with that. But, you're done with that. Mm-hmm, but I do have 12, 11, 11, 9. So we're doing about the same things. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Is your are. oldest a boy or a girl? Boy. Okay, mine too. So how has middle school been for you guys? Oh, I don't know what your 12-year-old son is like, but our oldest, um, he has a really interesting personality. He's extremely social, uh-huh. um, loves to talk, never meets a stranger. Um, but, and has done great in school academically and even socially. I mean, he's done, he's done great. We, funny story. Um, and I don't think I'm uncovering him because we've had funny conversations about it since it happened, but, um, he got processed <laughs> Such a hard word. He he got processed at school the other day. What does that even mean, processed? It means he got written up. Oh, written up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, who hasn't, you know? Right. Right. But here's the deal. The funny part is, is that this has been an issue since kindergarten with him. He what do you get processed talk. for? Oh, talking. For talking. Yeah. To all the people in the little pod that they said, there's mm-hmm. like a quad of yeah. four kids. Mm-hmm. And he's, they were all talking. And the teacher emails and she's like, um, Mrs. Spike, so just wanted to, this is how she sounded because it's email, right? Right, right. Um, <laughs> this is, just want to let you know that Caleb got processed today because he was a little chatty. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's par for the course. Yeah. Is, is that all? Like, <laughs> uh-huh, right, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, he, he's been, it's been great. I, I, I feel like middle school, like school itself has been fine. Um, I'm not an extremely active parent. Can I admit that? No, not I, at all. Yeah, like okay. I've been there, done that with my 12 year old mm-hmm. and my 11 year old. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, I will send in money when it, it's needed. Like I will Me too. do things, but same I can't thing. be in the school. Like yeah. I just can't. I know. Um, not, not gonna even, feel, I don't even feel bad about it anymore. Like I'm, I'm, it is what it is. Yep. I hear you. Like kudos to the ones who can do it. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm proud of them and I'll support them with money. Yep. I'll send in paper plates. Yep. I might Absolutely. even send in some 100. glue sticks if you need some. Yep. 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 I will support you in different ways. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but I think emotionally that's the part that's hard at this age. Yeah. 
how I don't know how you how it is for you right now. With- yeah, my seventh grade is a boy as well, and he mm-hmm. is going to be thirteen in January, and he mm-hmm. is. Um, my very much rule follower never been in trouble at school a day in his life he never will <laughs> never like this is never what you're saying about yours is my last one like yes. she has one of my I, I always hate outing my kids on the show too so I'll say <laughs> one of my kids you can figure out which one it is has been to the principal's office a few times yeah um, the other ones never oh my gosh mm-hmm. no Um, but whenever I get the emails too about that one particular child that I'm speaking of I'm all or, or at parent teacher conference and they say, you know, this child talks a lot. They can't stay in their chair. Blah, blah. I'm like, OK, yeah. I'm like, if you didn't say that, I would think you're lying to me. So, yes, we're all on the same page. Yeah. But my oldest middle school, Aaron and I are really, really enjoying him a lot. Um, He's yes. funny. He um, I think he's like starting to like figure out and grow in his faith a little bit, mm-hmm. which is which mm-hmm. is really cool to watch. Um, and we're really letting him process that without trying to like force anything on him. I mean, he's yes. he's a pastor's son, and Aaron and I feel like we both um, kind of grew up in churches where you just can't, you made a decision to follow Jesus, you gave him your life and baptized, and then it was kind of like you're good, you know. Yes. And, and we weren't good, neither one of us, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of parent with that kind of we're going to teach you God's word and teach you all about our faith. Um. And and then sit back and watch the Holy Spirit move in you. So it's been fun. Right. And so, but I'm really liking it. And I think it's going to be fun to see how every kid is different because I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult with some other kids. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, yeah, I so. can, isn't that, isn't that amazing how, I mean, again, four kids, how they're all so different. So different. Yeah. Like, like, you know that uh-huh. and you hear people say that that's going to happen, but until you experience it yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, all four of your kids are biological. Mm-hmm. None of my four kids have any of the same biology as each other. Right, um, right. And so it seems as though, oh, of course they would be different. You know, so it's it's interesting to hear also a family where they all share the same blood and they're all yes. still so different. Um, I mean, literally couldn't be more night and day. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think I think with our oldest um, that you kind of said like you're loving watching the evolution of his faith mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And literally just the other day, um, he starts singing and I realized he has a really nice singing voice mm. and he's 12 and I've never heard, I mean, he's goofed off, you know, and like saying, but like he was in the back seat of the car and we had um, music on and he was like singing. And I was like, oh, wow, that is something that I think should be honed in on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to. He's definitely, you know, a little more. Um, he's number one. So, you know, uh-huh. like he's he wants to make his own decisions, which is great. And um, we give, you know, leeway for that. And I was like, I'm not going to push him. I'm not going to be like, OK, let's do singing lessons right. and let's. You know, I'm like, okay, God, like that lets me know, like I, how to pray. And I'm just going to watch you work on that gift. And mm-hmm. I know that you place it there. Um, so it's just, it is fun. It's fun um, in this stage to watch all the things if, if that, you know. Yeah, totally. What yeah. is the thing about motherhood that has surprised you the most? Oh gosh, how much I need Jesus mm. and how broken I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, that's real. That is so real. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm so almost speechless because mm-hmm. I mean that it's really is that simple. I mean, it's, it's so fun. It's so, um, 
such been such a journey of even discovering myself just with my own background of not really having a mother who was able to be there all the time and um, definitely not nurturing. She was fun and um, I knew that she loved me, but there was not a lot of nurturing there. Mm. So even learning how to nurture my children has been really interesting and having to literally lean on Jesus in every way possible has been really interesting. Yeah. Were you worried that you were going to somehow continue to be like your mom? I still do. Mm. I'm 38 and I still do. I've had kids for 12 years and I still do. I fight that. How do you fight it? Oh, I don't, I don't fight it alone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think recently I've talked to Larry, my husband a lot about it. And whenever I'm feeling unequipped, I talk to him, I talk to Jesus and, and I think, you know, God totally hears our hearts Mm -hmm. and he knows when we're in need, even when we don't ask. So, um, I've had, like, I'll get random texts from people that I haven't talked to in six months that, that will talk to me and encourage me and my mothering out of the blue, you know, Mm. in moments where I feel so alone and so, um, unequipped and just encouraging conversations. And, you know, just in saying that we're not doing it alone, like I, I have a great community of friends who are mothers and we're all in this together. I mean, there, a lot of us are in the same season and we all, pray for one another, encourage one another, laugh as much as we can about things that we probably shouldn't laugh about um, because you have to mm-hmm. make it funny or you will die. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I, I said, I wrote on um, my blog a while back, I think it was like a year ago, just about mothering. And I think that there's, this is just my opinion, but I think there's a difference between being a mom and a mother. And, um, I think that, and I could be totally wrong. I could be off, but I, I believe just in my experience that, that we're always good mothers, but we're not always good moms and that's okay. What's the and difference? A mother, yeah. Like I think, I think mother is innate, like, and maybe there are people who are not, um, you know, especially you could probably have a different perspective on this, having, you know, four kids who um, have come from different homes. Mm -hmm. But I think that mothering is something, um, it's giving birth, like you become a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you choosing life that makes you a mother, Mm -hmm. you you gave birth to your child. Um, But a mom nurtures, a mom, Mm. um, builds and encourages and fosters and, you know, all those cultivates, Mm -hmm. um, culture. And I mean, those are, um, those are the things that a mom does. And those are the things that honestly, I'm not always good at. Mm. And, and I think that, um, that there's, there's grace for that. And I think a year ago I I realized that there was grace for that. And Mm. that I didn't, I feel like I was always trying to be better than my mom. And I'm sure that there are people out there that can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized like my mother was the best mother she could be. And or, yeah, and she was the best mom she could be. And mm-hmm. and I've been kind of passed the baton to be the best mom I can be. And to couple that with the Holy Spirit and with the grace that God gives and with my husband, who is an amazing father mm-hmm. and who didn't even have 
his own dad. Um, so yeah, I just think that there's, there's beauty in the imperfect and there's, um, you know, what's that quote that's so all all over the internet, you know, we're all broken. That's how the light gets in. Mm, Yeah. Um, and so if we weren't broken and I, if I wasn't broken in my mothering, then how would there even be room for Jesus? Yeah, for sure. Right. Mm hmm. It sounds like I've just from bits and pieces that you have mentioned just in our conversation today about you and your husband, it sounds like you two might be um, changing a cycle for your 100% family. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So did you grow up with a dad? Nope. And neither no did dad, your husband. Um, no, no. So his dad um, was in and out of his life. Um his mom and dad got divorced when he was like three or four years old. And then um, my dad actually didn't even know I existed because my mom left him when she was pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually just re or not even reconnected because I never connected with him. I um, connected with him about five years ago for the first time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And How he found that? me. That was amazing. Um so when Larry and I first got married, I looked for him. He's from Oklahoma. And I had like a private investigator who just literally took on the case, if you will, mm-hmm. and decided that they would donate, you know, the fee for search and everything. And um, I put it in the Oklahoma City, like the whatever the major newspaper is there. And probably, you know, months go by and nothing happens. Don't find him. So I just left it alone. And then we lived in Hawaii. We were in Hawaii at the time. And my mom's best friend, who was the connection point between my mom and dad uh-huh. for me, um, called me and said, you'll never guess who just called me. And I immediately knew. I said, my dad. And um, she's like, yeah, he wants to talk to you. And it took me about three months to talk to him wow. and call him after that. Yeah. And he did not know about you. He did not know about me. Um, and does he have a family? He, mm, yes, he does. He's married. He has a foster or not. Actually, he just adopted. Um, he just adopted the little, wow. the little boy that he was, um, he was fostering. And, um, and I am one of eight. I found wow. out. So, isn't that crazy? Grew That's up a lot of child. changes. Yeah. And you said you grew up with your grandma as well. Yeah. So my, all women, mm-hmm. hello, my grandmother, my mother, my aunt and my cousin and myself. Mm. My grandfather was there and then he died when I was six. Love that man. Mm. Still mm-hmm. like it's so crazy. 30 years later, I can still smell him, hear him, mm. see him, feel him. It was like, things. it was your male influence. It absolutely. Yeah. 100%. It was your dad. And he loved me mm-hmm. hard. So yeah. So he passed away and then, um, and then, so it was just, yeah, just women in the house and, that was really interesting getting married after living I'm in that sure house. I'm sure you're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Is don't this need you. Do? <laughs> <laughs> and then don't you have three boys and a girl? I do. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's yep. that's hilarious how God works about all those things. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's really funny. Um, <laughs> man, I, I always say that um, mothering is uh, one of like just one of God's greatest gifts that he, mm-hmm. you know, allowed me to, to do that experience on earth. Cause I, I am not naive to think that everyone gets to do that. Um, uh, but it's also, it's one of the hardest things for me, but yes. like you said earlier, it is something that it makes me need him more. And for me, even a step further would be 
parenting kids from hard places. Like it's like, I think I would have had this mothering gig down really well if I wasn't parenting kids who needed more from me. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. God was gracious. I should remember that in the moments when I want to scream, but God was gracious to give me that to make me need him more. Yes. That's what he does. That's what he does. Um, Kenesha. Okay. I want to know what you're loving and what you're reading. Okay. What I'm loving. Um, Shopping, shopping, shopping. You love to Is shop? That... Mm. Like, do That's you clear. go to a shop or you <laughs> shop online? Oh, no. I, I need to touch Phil. I mean, I do online shopping. I don't love it, but I do it if I have to. Okay. Um, but I'm yeah, the opposite I... of you. I go to a really? store if I have to. Oh, man. Jamie, I, I thought know. we were going to like, I was going to come to Austin and we were going to go shopping. No, like, I can't do that with you. Nope. I'm out. Oh, Jamie, come on. I know. Like even like um, my son needs pants. So like most good moms would take them and let them try them on and stuff. Not me. I just ordered three online. They'll be here tomorrow. No, no, <laughs> no. And then what happens when you, they don't fit. You uh, just send them back. Yeah. But that's like the worst because who, the hardest thing in our lives these days is getting to the post office. So right. that's the worst. Yes. I mean, no, it's right. It, it's the worst, but. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to break you. I'm mm. coming to Austin and we're going to go shopping and I'm going to break you. Well, there's a mall. I've been here. I've been once. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding at all. Okay, so we used to live in San Antonio, and Austin was one of my favorite cities. Uh huh. And we have friends who have a church there. Oh, what church is so, it? Um, Expression Church. Oh, I don't know that. They are in a neighborhood that I can't remember the name of now. Okay. But yeah. A new church? It's newish. It's about two years now. Awesome. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, I do love Austin and we actually were there last summer mm-hmm. and I love it. It's, it's well, when still, you come, okay. let's not go shopping. Let's just go eat food. I love food too. Okay. I love food okay, too. We're in. So we're we in. can do that. We're you back. love food. I love food. Done. <laughs> Done. All right. What else are you loving? <laughs> um, this season. Like winter? I think, yeah. Fall? You know, living here, mm-hmm. winter, Pacific Northwest um specifically the season here and how it really actually feels like christmas mm, yeah i can um, imagine that because you've lived in san antonio you know what it feels like here I, and hawaii hello oh, like this hello no even worse yeah no seasons like literally no seasons. so um but it's hawaii yeah. so you can't really complain well but say see but living there is not like visiting i'm sure that's true you know i've never even been so who am i to say oh my gosh are you serious yeah we've never done it you have to. We always either go to Mexico or the Virgin Islands. And so. Okay. Well, that's good too. Yeah. Those will do. Mm-hmm. That'll do. <laughs> yep. That'll do. Um, but I was just up around you guys in Portland, outside of Portland, I don't know, three weeks ago or something. And really? it was, it was exactly what I thought it would be. It yeah. like was, it didn't rain the whole time, but it was like, you yeah. constantly felt like it maybe was, or it just did, or it was about to. Yeah. It's great. And, and it was dreary and, and it was foggy. And it made me think like, this is what I imagine it is. <laughs> you it don't was. sound very over. You don't say you sound kind of underwhelmed. I don't know. Well, I, I don't think I could live in that. If that's how <laughs> it is for a long, like I can do that for like, oh, we had a weird weekend. It was foggy. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I could live in that. Oh, it's dreary. Okay, so you have to come back in like the spring or the summer. Well, that's what they say. They said that then it's worth it. Yeah, it is. And that's why and that's why we keep the, se- the summers a secret because we don't, <laughs> don't tell anyone. In. Right. Right. Beautiful summers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then even driving into the mountains and the snow. And oh, yeah, yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah. OK, what else? 
What else? Um, I think kind of going along with the season, I just watching my kids and making memories with them and watching them make their own memories with each other because mm. I, I didn't grow up with siblings. Yeah. I was an only child. So I had, we have a pretty big family and holidays were a big deal because for me, because it, it meant that all of my aunts and all of my cousins were coming and they were staying at our house for like a week. So it's just cool to, to watch my kids kind of like in the car, for instance, this is so silly, but it's so cute. We, whenever we're driving at night, they have this game that they play called CL, which is <laughs> Christmas lights. Okay. <laughs> and, and so our four-year-old is all in on it and he's yelling. And so they all yell, CL, 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 whenever. And so whoever gets the most CLs wins. It's silly. And they I just know. created this game. It's beautiful. They, they made the game and it's so simple, but it's so cute. And so I just love, I just love seeing, like, I don't know. It, everything just feels so much lighter and mm -hmm. happier and fun in this season. Oh, that's I, great. I always that. tell my kids, I heard one time that your sibling relationships are, if everyone lives to be like 80, you know, um, mm -hmm. are, will be your longest relationship on earth. Um, I love that. You'll have oh. your siblings, you know. Of course, there's exceptions to every rule, like someone's, you know, 25 when they have a sister or whatever. But you'll have your siblings uh, for longer than your spouse, longer than your parents. And so I remind my kids of that often. Look, yeah. these are your people. So these are your best friends. Quit treating each other like this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. OK, what are you reading these days? Um, I am reading and I'm here's the deal. How are you with reading? Because I, I read and then I stop and then I read and then I stop and then I read. Story of my life. I read a lot when I'm traveling or on vacation. Real life reading is hard for me these days. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Which you're also writing a book right now. Am I right? Yeah. So I reading, I, I am as well. And so reading is difficult for me while writing a book. This is this is so true. Yeah. Yes. And just life, right? Yeah. Like, let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. When it's time to like sit down at the end of the day, I don't know about you, but the last thing sometimes I want to do is put my eyes on a book. It's because I it just needs my brain. Sit. Yes. Yeah, like some people, are like I like to read to unwind, but I can't. I watch TV to unwind. Yeah. Or just sit and look at the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Christmas lights. Right. We yeah. we we made it again, babe. Yep. Like it. We did it again. One more Thank day. You. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, what but, is something you have read recently? So I'm. I am reading right now, but I'm. How's Your Soul by Judah Smith. Uh -huh. it's, he's actually our friend and pastor. Uh -huh. And it is one of the most soul-searching books mm. I've read in a really long time. And I'm not saying that because we know him. Right. I'm saying it because it's a really good book and everybody needs to read it. Okay. I just um, added it to my read list. Yeah. It's a really, 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 really good book. Um, and I've only gotten like halfway through it, but... Mm -hmm. It's feeding me everything okay. that I need right now. Okay. Um, the other one is Uninvited that I started forever ago. Um, is that Lisa and it's Turkhurst? Yeah, Lisa yeah. Turkhurst, uh -huh. yep. Um, I cry, I laugh. Mm -hmm. This book, have you read it? I haven't. Oh, that's another one that, that every woman needs mm. to read. Um, and a fun book that I reference and I love just sitting. This is one of the ones that I will pick up at the end of the day because I don't have to think about what I'm reading and there's lots of pictures. Yeah. Um, is Rebecca Atwood's Living With Pattern. Okay. It's, it's all about styling, home decor, 
how to mix patterns with your, mm-hmm. you know, existing pieces. Okay. It, it's, 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 a, it's a reference book. It's definitely a reference book, but it's just fun for me. It's super fun to read and it's beautiful as well. Like it, it's a, it's a pretty coffee table book. It's gorgeous. Mm, yeah. That sounds good. That sounds dreamy to look at on your coffee yes. table. Um, do you watch TV a lot? I don't watch TV a lot. I do YouTube though. Oh, okay. So and I watch lots shows. of tutorials. No. Okay. I'm not watching shows now, but can I admit to you that yeah. I love um, a really bad show? Oh, sure. Yeah. This is a safe place. Don't worry. No <laughs> one's listening. Everybody listen. <laughs> I love Empire. Oh, you know, I have never watched that. It's so bad. Is it bad? It's bad, but good. It's good. It's so good. <laughs> I think I have watched um, like maybe an episode or so, but it's been yeah. on for a few years, hasn't it? No, no. Oh, uh, well, maybe... So- New season started, I think, in September or October. And so here's what I do. I think it actually ended maybe a few weeks ago. So I usually just let the season record and I don't watch it because I hate like having to wait from week to week to see oh, what happens. Yes. Yep. So I let it all record and then I go back to my DVR and I watch it. Okay. All. So I binge for hours. I think that's, I like watching a show like that as well. Cause if I watch it like week to week, I get lost and forget things that are happening. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like we do that with, um, Holly, I can never remember the name of the show. I talk about this all the time and I never can remember the one where the zombies, uh, Oh, American, walking, no walking dead, walking dead. Okay. Yeah. So we watch that like week to week. And I, by the time it, I haven't seen it in like three weeks, you know, and Aaron watches it without me. So then I'll be like, I'll just catch up where you are. And then next thing you know, I don't even know what's happening besides <laughs> there's zombies still. We're still zombies in the show. Like last week. Yes. <laughs> They're still getting chased by zombies. Spoiler alert. So, yep. Oh, uh, well, I was going to tell you some of the top 10 movies of the year, but I haven't seen any of them. And it sounds like maybe you haven't either. So, no, I won't even go I there. Haven't. I won't even go there. Um, Kenisha, it's been great talking with you. Thank you so much. I, this was so fun. Was I love so fun. It. I'll do it every week. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it again. Come to Austin and we'll do it a happy hour in person. That would be so fun. And I can make that happen so quickly. Like Friday. Come on, girl. <laughs> so fun. Okay. Well, I hope that you have a fabulous Christmas. Well, Christmas is just around the corner when this airs. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Are you staying? Are you going anywhere? We are deciding. We might go south. Okay. Like Alabama Christmas. south? Alabama, Bama, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Michael South. Well, I hope that wherever you end up, that you have a glorious Christmas. Thank you so much. You too. Yay. Okay. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Jamie. Guys, wasn't that a fabulous chat with Kanisha? I am so serious that I cannot wait to meet her in real life. I know that you loved our conversation as well, and I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email anytime, jamie at jamieivy.com. Also, I want to thank you guys for leaving comments and reviews over on iTunes. They truly make a difference in people finding the show. I want to thank one of our latest people who left a review, and that is Cherry Twitty Hawkins. And she said, I love this podcast and the inspiring stories of everyday faith that the guests share. Listen to this podcast if you want to listen to stories of love, laughter, and overcoming through Christ. Cherry, thank you so much for leaving that excellent review. That is what I hope the show is. Guys, today's show is edited by Logan Garza, and the music is from the CD, A Day of Glory, Austin Stone Worship's Christmas album that you can get on iTunes. I hope you checked out our last week's episode with Ginger 
Um, She just has a really inspiring story of overcoming such great loss. And this week coming up is a happy half hour. Um, Danielle Walker joins us back, and we had a lot of fun chatting. I always love when I get to talk with her. That is up this Friday on the Happy Half Hour. And next week, the very last show of the year is my guest, Erin Lochner. We chat about some very common things that we as women are dealing with these days. Basically, approval. Approval from social media, approval from people around us. We fight this, and I don't know if you do as well, but join us next week as we talk about that. Also, guys, if you're looking for a fun podcast to listen to these days... I was recently a guest on a show called The Perfect Wife that is hosted by Jessie Arteague, who has been on the happy hour before, and she was a guest at our last live event. So go find The Perfect Wife, and I am episode number nine. Also, speaking of live event, I don't know if you've ever been to one of the happy hour live events, but they are so much fun, and I hope that you can make plans to come. We usually host four a year. And we're in the beginning stages of planning the next one, and it's hopefully going to be in March one weekend. Keep listening, because we'll start talking about this more and more in the early weeks of 2017. Guys, this is our last show before Christmas, and so I hope that these next few days bring you lots of laughter and happiness. I know that Christmas is sometimes lonely for people who have endured great loss or hardships, but I want you to remember that God is a big fan of you. He loves you, and He desires to know you, and He sent His Son Jesus for you. Merry Christmas, guys, from all of us at the happy hour. Enjoy your week and share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you next week with my friend, Aaron Lochner.